Champion bachelors Craig and Greg present a myriad of topics centering on relationships and addictions in the positive lights of experience, strength, and hope. Both have struggled with the strongholds of addiction and with relationships that went awry, and both have emerged on the other side, stronger, wiser, and better prepared to become what they once set out to be. You're listening to The Solution. Hey, welcome to The Solution. I'm your host, Craig Dallin. And luckily, I got my partner here with me, Greg Carter. Greg, how are you doing? Awesome. Totally awesome. It can be easy or it can be tricky to identify if you're involved in a relationship that is toxic. Some personal experiences is that there have been a couple ladies that I have dated that were very toxic. And I didn't notice the toxicity at first. And then all of a sudden, this is several years ago, though, all of a sudden, once lovemaking came into play, all of a sudden, that was almost like when they turned on their bad behaviors, the toxic behaviors. It just started happening. And actually, it was my close friends that pointed it out. Greg, something's not right here. Do you see the way she's cutting you down here, the way she's treating you? See the way she's flirting, literally flirting with these you know, other bed when we're out and about and mm-hmm. I go, you serious? I go, yeah, yeah. But I was blind, you know, I was blind to it mm-hmm. because, you know, the, the affection that I was getting from her, the, at the time, great sex. I was a shallow individual then, you know okay. what I mean? So that mm-hmm. was, that was important to me. I, I, uh, I was blinded by great sex thinking that it was love and that too would cloud my judgment and what a toxic person was. But Mm -hmm. yeah, the oxytocin was flowing, wasn't it? Oh, big time, big time. And the hormones, once they start raging, you know, it's it's a couple of different ways of looking at this though, too. You know, maybe she was testing you because I, I, you know, what is oxytocin? That, that, binds two people together yes that's why sex is a very dangerous tool to pull out of the tool belt right absolutely early on in the relationship it always adds that dimension that is uh it's a tough one it can be it's a tough one it's it's hard not to do right sex it's hard not to do it absolutely you know you're you're thinking about it want to do it you're 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 lusting after you love or whatever and you do it, then things do come into play. So did you think that she was being toxic then? I had a moment of clarity. I had a moment of clarity. Just something didn't feel right. And so then it was time to disappear. So I disappeared. You know, as my pattern was back then. So you disappeared. Did you? Did you By talk? today's terminology, it was ghosting. I didn't have yeah. no closure. I, did, I basically just said that. I can't be in something like this, and I just disappeared. You know, right? Yeah. Did you did you talk to her though about it? Or not just, too much? I just said I don't think this is going anywhere. Because the way she was trying to, um, <clears throat> the way she was trying to make you jealous. Absolutely, and not only that though, talking down to me. And okay, other ladies that were platonic friends of mine, they pointed. They go, Greg, oh. she's talking you down. In fact, sometimes they oh. were confronting her right in front of me. Gotcha. They would confront her. Go, we're getting tired of hearing you cut Greg down. What's up with this? Why yeah. are you cutting them down for? Seriously. You know, yeah. you, you try to control them, tell them what to do. Then one day she stormed out of my place. I was around a group of my friends. And then she calls me later. She goes, you didn't even try to defend me like a man would defend his woman. And I said, I can't. These are my friends. And they told the truth. 
They were speaking the truth. Oh, they said that they were talking about right, right in front of her. They're pointing, yeah, they're pointed out to her, confronting her. You know, you need yeah. to back off on Greg Quick trying to control him. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. So, oh, and then she, so she didn't want to own it. She didn't want to own it, so she stormed out of the my place where I lived at, in front of all of our friends because they were her friends too, right? Yeah. So that was that was humbling for her too to have our friends confront her on the way she was treating me and talking down to me. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Then she called me up shortly after that while the friends were still there. Why didn't you stick up for me? You're supposed to be my man. Why didn't you stick up for me? And about that point, I could tell I had enough, you know, and I just told her, I just said, hey, they were speaking the truth. They're our friends. They were speaking the truth. They were telling you what I wanted to say for a long time, but I was just keeping peace. Okay. See what I mean? I was keeping peace, whereas I should have been assertive. Right. Long before that. Right. Yeah. No, that's interesting because, you know, to- toxic toxic relationships. You know, okay, I'm going to use one example, Jordan Peterson. What he'll say about relationships is they're a wrestling match. They're a wrestling. You're <laughs> yes. supposed to wrestle. And you're supposed to, you're going to get into confrontations. And it's he's, he's saying about five out of 11 situations can be bad but he says i mean there's a there's an actual number that he goes with let's just say three out of 11 four out of 11 okay, okay? that's hitting at right about what 40 percent. yes but through the process of wrestling and working through it is how the couple you know how they bind how they how they how they work off their rough edges Yes. You know, he says a wrestling match, when you're in with somebody, the only way you're going to work out your rough edges is to date them and be who you are. They'll be who they are. But if you stick together, you will really, really help people in the process because people can do things is what he says. And they don't even know they're toxic. I know, um, you know, and then all of a sudden, or, you know, you know, you know what I mean? You know yeah. what I'm saying? It's that, like the devil's edge way of looking at it. Yes. Yeah. Like if two people aren't working together in a relationship, sorting out their feelings, what happens is if one doesn't want to work out, work together with you, that relationship is doomed. I read that earlier when I was doing some research. It said it's doomed. If you have one person only putting the effort into a relationship, the God, I can't remember which psychologist it was. He said it's, um, there's a pretty good chance, and then in parentheses, he wrote, impossible for this relationship to to, to work out, which yeah. I found interesting. Oh. It's one-sided. Oh, yeah. If one yeah. person quits, I mean, what do you got? You oh, know? I know. I know. I mean, it needs to be considered as ironing sharpen, iron sharpens iron. Yes. I mean, that's the only way you can look at it. The positive spin on it, you know. Um, you know, I do know that there's there's an awful lot of things... I I can you know you can be toxic about, but I think a lot of it is it boils down to being self aware, and we haven't even listed the things that you can be toxic about. Oh, I know. We're that. just talking about theory, <laughs> I know. but you know a lot of people don't even have a clue they're being toxic, right? Yes, and yeah. that puts them as being not self aware. This is true. I know I've been guilty of that. You know, I'll be I'll be like, oh man, this person is toxic. They're this and that and everything else. Coming to find out, the toxic one. Was this guy right? Me. 
Yes. Yeah. But I was not self-aware of what I was doing. But then in the process, I did change those things, you know, because we all changed through the years. Right, right. And, um, I mean, I spent, I spent a lot of years being toxic. Yes. And every relationship that didn't work, I, I just, in my mind, I just uh, checked it off as wasn't the right one because that's what everybody told me. I used to have met the right one. Yes. I met the right one. Well, when that happens 30 times and the common denominator is me, <laughs> I mean, hello. Right, right. There's a problem. Absolutely. And then I have to get self-aware. I could remember a couple girls I was dating and they were giving me constructive criticism. You know, I, I asked for it. I asked them, hey, what do you think or I could improve myself? And they were speaking honestly from the heart, from a great place. And of course, I took it personal. I took it as an attack. And I'm like, uh-huh. I started losing interest in them. So in a situation like that, I was the toxic one. Yeah. In fact, one of the psychologists that I was reading about too and researching for this show, he said there's a little toxicity in every relationship. It's just when people get together and work together on it, like you said, it just like, hey, it, it takes care of it. It, 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 yeah. it nips it in the bud. Yeah. It's like Peterson says, you got to, you got to, it's a wrestling match. Yeah. And you can think of it this way too. Um, how are you going to, you know, like two people, they get together. Like, okay, if you're, if you're dating this person, you're dating person A, right? Yes. And you're always at each other, always at each other. And it's because of your personalities. They just, you're just always at each other. You might bring out the worst in her. She might bring out the worst in you. But, okay, then you bring in person B, who you can date after that. All of a sudden she comes in. You're, you're talk, you're the places where you're, well, it could be a little bad, not quite good. Right. She doesn't bring those out in you and you may not bring those things out in her. So we all have these things that depending on who we're dating too, and how their personality is, certain things get brought out. I mean, it's not just because, you know, she's just a bad person, blah, blah, blah. Well, right. No, a lot of it, a lot of it's who, who you're dating with. Oh, I know. And then this, this happens sometimes. And one of the characteristics that I, that I studied, it was really interesting. It is, um, there are some relationships where the people are jealous of you, you know, and like with me being, you know, recovering alcoholic and addict, for example, you know, there was a, um, one girl who I hung out with this, this wasn't on an intimate level. Just we're really tight and had a lot more clean time and sobriety than her. And, and she was always like one time she just got all upset. Everybody makes a big deal about you, Greg. You have this sobriety under your belt and everybody just respects you. And she goes, I, I'm glad I know you and some of your idiosyncrasies. And I go, I'm glad you do. That's a, a real friendship when you, what, you know, when you know each other, you know, then one time somebody said, Hey, where's Greg at? And she goes, I don't need Greg Carter to help keep me sober. See what I mean? So there was some resentments against me because of certain accolades I was getting amongst our group of friends. And here, all I'm doing is just, you know, actively involved in my support groups, you know, just to, to help carry the message to the next alcoholic or addict who's suffering. That's, that's all it is. But sometimes people bring toxicity into relationships, whether friendships or somebody you're dating significant others, because they hate to see you get any credit for anything. And it, and for me, it wasn't about that. Right. That's toxic from her end towards me. And then after a while, here's what ends up happening. 
you get, I get to where I couldn't share anything with her, any positive, any accomplishments that I had, nothing like that, which is sad because I know that it would get slapped in my face. Oh, you just think you're hot crap. You just think you're just it. Oh, really? You know, it, you know, so after a while, after a while, you change who you are as a person just to pacify her. See what I mean? Just to, just to pacify her. And that's, that's toxicity too. And then it makes you toxic because you can't be you. When we can't be us, can't be our own individual, right? That That's where our toxicity comes in too in these relationships. You've stayed with us this far and that shows commitment, proving that you possess the trait required to obtain the solution. Now let's rejoin the show already in progress. If you're dating somebody that they're not happy to see you happy and to, to see you accomplished, then that's the wrong person. Yeah, most I definitely mean, flat is. Flat out. Yes. You know, and, and each person wants to be uh, supportive of the other. Yeah, I want to be there and, you know, share happiness with a significant other. I want to be able to, to help build her up instead of tearing her down. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, it's supposed to build her up. Yeah. Build her up, you know, and vice versa. You know, it's, you know, yep. they're there to build each other up, be there, support, emotional support. You know? Yeah, because yeah. we're all, we're all just a bunch of people running around this planet trying to survive. You know, you date somebody, we're all going to have some, some things that are wrong with us. Right. And to be supportive of them, and that if they're supportive of us, and if we're self-aware, the tricky thing is, in my book, in my, um, my experience is if they're self-aware and they're working on themselves. Yes. I, I try to, I got to work on myself all the time. And right. so, you know, I'm a flunky in a lot of areas, but if I'm working <laughs> on myself, right. I hear you saying, at least you're self-aware and, and, and tuned to it. And if they are, then you got a good thing going. Oh, I know. I know. <laughs> and that, yeah. And that's a big, a big old pillow fight, right? Yeah. Oh, here's a, another one too, that I can recall. With a um, one of my relationships, you know that it falls under the category you're not practicing self care. You know, it's like you know a neglecting me time. You know, me time is important for each of us, right? You know, it's always important. And then sometimes, you know, my my partners just to might be needy. You know, and so I, what I would do is I neglect my me time. And just practice, you know, blow away my personal activities in favor of her schedule. Mm -hmm. See what I mean? Just to, oh, I'm there for you. I'm not neglecting you. And I would, what really sad is like, for me to be a good person, that me time is important. And thus that will make me a better partner in an existing relationship that I think me time for all of us is kind of like, if we take away our me time, we're taking away us. We're taking away our identity, part well, of our identity. Plus, yeah. you're gonna the attraction's gonna wane. It will. If somebody's getting wanting to get too close, too much, you're gonna back off. Absolutely, and yeah. it goes both ways. You know, it's it, it's just not a good look for anybody to try to monopolize anybody's time because all it's gonna do is push them away. The balance gets screwed up. Yeah, yeah. Or hanging out in a relationship because you're waiting for them to change. Right. That, that right there, I've done that before too. It's like, I stick around, I stick around with the person 
you know, and hopefully they're quit their certain behaviors that's making the relationship tough. And then when I'm in the toxin relationship, my judgment is often clouded. And then I'm putting my faith in the fact that she'll change. But guess what? I'm putting faith in change that will never come. That right. will never come. Right. And also, are you, you or anybody, are you talking to her in such a way that the tox, the toxic can get put on you for sitting there waiting around too much, you know, also? Oh, yeah. Then you become toxic. You become and then, toxic. Yeah. Because- and, and I was. I come toxic. And it's like, like the wind affecting my self-esteem. And then your friends can see this. Your friends, your family, they can see this. They can see that. And then my justification was I'd find myself sticking up for her. Oh, she's yeah. not okay. She's not that. She's cool. And then and then I would I would really put emphasis on some of the positive aspects about her. Because every person that's in a, a very toxic relationship with the other person is very toxic. You know, I don't know about you, but for myself, I'd find myself sticking up for them. When my concerned family and friends would speak up, Greg, I'm really concerned. She's cutting you down. She's running you down, hitting on other people right in front of you. We don't like seeing this. No, no, she's okay. She's okay. I meant, look at her. She's this way. I'll bring up a positive aspect. But guess what? That's not good enough. Yeah. That's not good enough. That's, that doesn't mean that you should stay in the relationship, you know? No, because, yeah, right. Because if somebody's doing that to you and you're letting her do that to you, yeah, then That's all of a sudden, the fact that I'm letting her, that means I've become toxic. I've become scarred or hurt by that. Yeah. Or or like, why are you letting her? You know? There you go. Yeah. Well, you know, that, it's that, like that old saying we shared on another top. Sorry to cut you off. But it goes, we'd rather be wanted dead or alive than not to be wanted at all. For some weird reason, you know, I, I would feel trapped in those particular relationships. And I felt like this is the best I'm going to get. Somehow or another, my mind would tell me this lie that, this girl's going to be the best I'm ever going to get. And then I'd look at the things about her. And then when I'd open up to my friends, well, she's beautiful. What else, Greg? Well, they get it out of me. Well, she's great in the sack. She knows how to please me. And those are in the real big picture of things. I can look back at that now. Those are superficial. The reality is there's a lot of decent people out there that can please you in all areas, if you know what I mean. Decent people that wouldn't treat you that way, that would work with you. Yeah, I mean work you, together. Yeah. yeah. And if you look at that, like we've been talking about the solution for two years. Yeah. I mean, how would what would the best way the actions to do to spin that around? You know, you could look at it that way too, instead of, you know, try look at it that way, just like so okay. An alpha male, what would he do to spin that around? He would just, and we talked about alpha male before, was just a good guy, good, strong guy. What he would do is he wouldn't pay any attention to her when she's trying to make him jealous. And he he would, when she's doing her little nonsense, those types of things, you don't even respond. And after a while, she's like, oh, this ain't going to work with him. And after a while, people change too, if you want to go that route. Yeah, looking at these couple of women, these particular women, you know, we're talking several years ago. Mm-hmm. An alpha male mm-hmm. would have just been done come, with it. Yeah, they'd have politely told her, "Hey, this isn't going anywhere. Yep. You deserve better than than me. You deserve somebody more compatible, right?" Yep. Yeah, because people like that, they just want to take. They don't know love. They just know how to take emotional hostages. Yeah, and if somebody's talking bad about you, right? In- front of you her friends and all yeah 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 
Yeah, good for you. And for- I wanted to share this to the listener out there, too, because there's some listeners out there that are going to be going through this exact same thing as this podcast is being broadcast and as they're listening to it, yep. Greg. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. You take you take that angle. I'm taking the angle of I used to be a toxic guy. I was flat out, uh-huh. you know, in my dating life. This was years ago. Yeah. Now I'm, a, I'm I don't even know that person. Right. That, that was before, but I do know what it's like to be to be toxic in a lot of ways. Yes. And those are things, but I was self aware. Right. Right. You know, self-aware has got to be a, a big word. I mean, we could whip, we could come and say, you know, 50 different things that are toxic. It's not so much that I think about. I think about knowing that you're toxic, neither knowing it or not, and and how you communicate. It boils down to how you communicate. Right. And the thing is, too, it's like for myself, like when I was toxic would have been back when I was doing my drugs and drinking, especially when I was around a lot of cocaine, you know, mm-hmm. I... I would tell girls flat out and I'd justify it. I'd say, hey, you know, it's my way or the highway. You don't have to be out with me, hang out with me. But if you do, this is what you'll get. You'll, I'll make sure that there'll be, you know, you'll share a lot of Coke with me. And, and then, of course, I'll want my things that a man wants and appreciates, you know. And that was my subtle way of saying, you know, I'm, I'm going to want a lot of sex, you know, things like that. So it was like, that was all controlling. That was controlling manipulation. I try to justify it and say, "Hey, I was honest and told them what I wanted up front. They didn't have to do it." But if somebody's dependent on drugs the way I was at the time, of course they're going to want to go for that. See what I mean? So right. look, looking back at that is really sad. But in this day and age, there are people that are controlling without drugs. There are a lot of sober people out there that that are super toxic too. That, that try to, to control, and it's really a, a sad, it's really a oh, sad deal. Yeah. And it boils down to anxious attachments. It go, boils down to avoidant attachments, you know, or, or, or secure attachments, right? Which all, that's what we all, all want, falls a in there. We all want yeah. to be yeah. a secure attachment. And if a person is anxious, the type of people that are going to have a lot of these uh, toxic traits that they're going to bring into the relationship, they're, they're either going to be anxious or they're going to be an avoidant. Right, exactly. A secure attachment, it basically has their emotions and their, well, just the things they've learned through life. Yeah. Bringing, it's all pretty much under control. Yeah, and they own their own behaviors. They, they're not blaming other people. Another right. One toxicity, time, people blame other people. Yep. Oh, I have these problems because of you, you, you. The worst yeah. thing, you know, you, you can read it, is the, the communication. If a person, the most toxic people are the ones that, won't own anything right oh absolutely yeah they won't they won't anything you never hear them say i'm wrong it's kind of like fonzie on happy days when i was a kid growing up fonzie but i'm you know he couldn't admit the word wrong it was funny it's true wow that you just (laughs) no you're so right so uh, fonzie was an avoidant i think because he had a lot of women yes yes you know richie c i think he was a secure attachment yeah (laughs) ralph mouth and that gang but Fonzie, if you look at it, yeah, a person like that, they they were just out to get laid. Absolutely, yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, so I think after a while, you know, you, you go through relationships, so many of them, after a while, he's like, I'm the common denominator here, you know. And of course, too, I went through, uh, you know, got sober. Right. Once I got sober, 
you know, then you start learning a lot of things about yourself. Yes, you do. Becoming self-aware. Then you start working on yourself. Right. And then it starts becoming fun. Yes, it does. Then you, you know? start becoming the good, genuine person that our parents want us to be. Yeah, start to become yeah. more of who you're supposed to be. And so right. it's just still a process. Absolutely. But yes. uh, yeah. Kind of like I can't control all my thoughts, but I can control my actions. You know, there, right. there's sometimes I'll go out on dates and I just want to, once in a while, I'll have a thought of going back to the old Greg, but it's like, nah, you know, I take pride in, in being the gentleman. And I, I noticed too, like talking about chivalry, like the last episode, a lot of times for me, what helped me deal with toxicity was when I throw myself more into chivalry, like doing the opening of the car doors you know, yeah. you know, pulling out the table at a nice dinner. Yeah. Pull, I meant pulling out the chair at a nice. Yeah, walking on the outside, little things like that. Yep. Yeah, yeah, And you find out how it makes you feel. It's like communicating with makes somebody. Makes me feel great. Yeah, makes me feel great. You know, and let's let's you know, I can end it with this too, and this could be for another okay. show. But let's just say the word character. Yes, that uh, that was replaced by personality in the United States. Character used to be everything back in the, you know, 1800s, 1900s, you know, back in the 19th century, 20th century. Character was everything. And pe so people got built up within. Yes. They got built up within. Now we have a society where it's your answers are there. Your answers are there. You got to do this. You got to do that. Every, everything is outside of us. And we lose ourselves as an individual, yeah. too, in the process. Yep. And yeah. so that, that adds a lot to the toxicity in the world but i mean that that's a good way to end this show yes it is but uh thanks a lot greg i appreciate it thank you greg i enjoyed this show today definitely and listeners um you know we'd love to heck out of you thanks for listening and uh for greg and myself we'll see you next time on the solution have a good night y'all this concludes this episode of the solution Thanks for joining us, and be sure to check out our next episode. Send your questions and comments to Craig2042 at gmail.com. That's Craig with a C. Until next time, good luck and goodbye.